Hey everybody, welcome back. HSC Podcast 71. Big Box Steve on the mic. Got the big smooth and fresh Wes. So getting into another night podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, thanks for the listens. And since before we get into anything, we got our first poll response for one of our podcasts and it was on our westerns and the poll question was who was the better western actor john wayne or clint eastwood that was the poll question what do you think the answer was it's gotta be gotta be clint eastwood i say john wayne it was john wayne because he all all you think of him is westerns, really. Right. Clint Eastwood does some other stuff. stuff. Right. So John Wayne took the took the poll. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh so tonight got a good podcast. We are uh we're gonna talk a little sports and then we're gonna get into a couple top fives. These are these were also really tough. Uh we're we're getting into harder and harder top fives. Like every time we come up with one, it seems like my list gets bigger to try to narrow down. So I, this was a really hard one. Uh, but before we jump into just some sports talk, we got a little sports trivia type game. And so who wants to go first, Derek or Wes? Uh, I, I, we'll go with Derek on this one. Wes, you'll get the second one. Okay, so Derek, here's your question. Top 10 best-selling NFL jerseys in 2020. You can't miss any. You got to get all 10. Or 2022, I'm sorry. 2020 or 2020? 2022, last year. So you can't get all 10. You got to get all 10, can't miss any. Well, that's going to be impossible. Well, Mahomes... Yep, Mahomes is three. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no, no. Um, no, we'll give you one miss. Justin Jefferson. Jefferson seven. Uh, Devonte Adams. Uh, Really? Out. <laughs> so you got oh. Jefferson and Mahomes. All right. Well, Wes, what do you think? Top 10 selling jerseys 2022. 2022 or 2020? 2022, last year. Oh, last year? Um, so, so you got uh, Mahomes I got, and Jefferson. I got, Joe, I got Joe Burrow. Mr. Joe. Joe Burrow, number four. Number four? Really? Come on, guys. Joe Burrow should be top two. Uh, Josh Allen, number one. Number one, oh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, number one. All right. All right. Okay. So, uh, ooh, this is tough. Um, let's go with, uh, oh, uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, number eight. Ooh, number eight. That's 
say this. Oh, um, Dak Prescott. Number six. Oh, God. Wes hasn't missed yet. Dak. They they love the Cowboys. Love the Cowboys jerseys. That's a little hint, by the way. (laughs) Okay. Um, Chris Henry. Done. Oh! Trav, you were eating that. Derek Henry, you meant, but yeah, he's not on there. Uh, All right, we'll go back to Derek. So we got Prescott, Jefferson, Hurts, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb, number five. Keep going. How many more do we need? We got one, two, three more. Got three more. You got number two, number nine, and number 10. Jamar Chase? Nope. Nope. Wes, we got two, nine, and ten. Tyreek Hill? Nope. Back to Derek. I would have thought since he changed teams. Are any of them defensive players? There's one defensive player, and he's the only one. Micah Parsons. Oh, it's Derek's turn. It's Micah Parsons. (laughs) It's Micah Parsons at number two. So He's Cowboys, Cowboys grabbed three of the top selling ten jerseys. Of course he did. You have nothing else better to do down there. So oh, nine man. and nine and ten. Oh, no. Let's see here. I, I'll, I'll give you a hint. There's one guy that he's just everybody's going to buy his jersey at some point. He's been doing it for years. You might even call him the goat. Oh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, number 10. I don't think you guys will get number nine. This is a tough one. So I tried this list, and uh, I didn't even get this one. That should give you guys a hint. Let's see. Who were rookies at 2022? If I didn't get it, who else could possibly get this? Um, he's trying to give us hints there, Wes. That's a hint. If if I wouldn't know this, <laughs> okay, I we we okay. I I know her. Justin talking. Fields. Justin Fields, oh, number yeah. nine. So you got. I was about jo- to say it. Oh jeez. Josh Allen, number one. Micah Parsons, number two. Patrick Mahomes, number three. Joe Burrow, number four. Ceedee Lamb, number five. Dak Prescott, number six. Justin Jefferson, number seven. Jalen Hurts, number eight. Uh, Justin Fields, number nine. And Tom Brady, number 10. Yeah, I would All have right. thought Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams because of them switching teams, people would yeah. start buying their jerseys. They're buying their jerseys, right? Yeah. All right, so or, who wants first shot at the next one? No. All right, Derek, you ready? Is it another top 10 list? This is a five. Okay. And it's the the most famous named athletes with the first name of Joe 
across all sports in a survey of a bunch of people. So they surveyed a bunch of people. They said, who are the most famous Joes? So think about, you're talking about young people, middle-aged people, old people. Who's the most famous Joes around all sports? Yeah, Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio, number one. Joe Montana. Joe Montana, number two. Joe Namath. Joe Namath, number four. I'm trying to think of other Joes. Remember, it's around all sports and all ages. I know. You're I'm three trying to three. Think, think of other Joes and other sports. The only one else I was thinking of is more before because of coaching, but he played too. No, it's a player. But I don't know. Huh? Or it's an athlete. It's the athlete. Like it's, it's there are no coaches on here. Okay. Um DiMaggio, Montana, No Joe Robinson. Oh, I'm smoking Joe Robinson. Huh? Well, I'm thinking it's got to be newer people then. Even uh, though there isn't a, that many. This was a smoking Joe. Wasn't smoking Joe Robinson, though. Joe Frazier. Smoking Joe Frazier. Yeah. Shoeless Joe Jackson. <laughs> Shoeless Joe. Oh, that would be a good one. This was a tougher one. The, the number five was, I think, the toughest when I was looking at this list. He's He plays his NFL player. Joe Green. Joe Green. Nice. So that was our uh, our sports trivia for the night. You guys did pretty well. That was, those were tough. I think uh, the Joes were fairly easy. Frazier was a little hard, but Green was the hardest. I think Namath, Montana, DiMaggio, those were, those were easy ones, but... Uh, Good stuff. All right, so a little sports talk before we jump into our top five. So we got a couple of good top fives here. Uh, we got NFL Hall of Fame game coming up, right? What are we, two weeks out now? Uh, so NF NFL's right around the corner. It's the Browns versus the Jets, I think. It's just exciting that in yeah. two weeks we get, we get NFL, right? Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for football. I'm not really excited for Raider football. Let's just say that much. <laughs> what about uh, Hopkins? What do you guys think about that? It'll be interesting because they've shown, have you seen the memes out there? It's like the Titans is where good wide receivers go to die. Right. Well, yeah. Do you think that's the best move for him? Like I, I when I first saw that, I, I questioned that personally. I thought that's weird. Really weird. Well, it's the <laughs> he should go to the Bears. Talk about that, dude. That would be money. I think I think he should have went to the Raiders. No, who's gonna no, throw him? Too much dysfunction. If he, Josh, if Jacobs I was him, him, I would have been going to. I hate to say it, the Chiefs or the Bills. The Bill, no, the Bills would be good. Yeah. To, to deal with that, the bills. Because if you look at there. him, like, 
he the teams they were looking at were the Titans and the Patriots. Neither, even oh, with him on them, they're not going to win a Super Bowl. Oh yeah. yeah, right. I mean, I get it. The Titans over the Patriots because at least that's an easier division, so they can make the playoffs. But well, yeah, I mean, I at the him, Titans, I mean, it's not like he was getting paid tons of money either. He's going to get every a lot of balls at the Titans, right? He's going to get a lot of a lot of targets. Who's going? Are the Titans going to Tannehill? <laughs> I guess the thing about I guess the thing about Hopkins is he's got such a wide catch radius. It doesn't matter who's throwing the ball, right? Derek yeah. <laughs> Henry Henry throwing yeah. halfback passes a lot. Well, Will Levis, right? Oh, yeah. You never know. You you do never know. And uh, this is the thing about so that's a great segue topic about a guy like Will Levis. Uh, I get it. He dropped right, but you don't know really how they're going to react when they get in the NFL. There's plenty of quarterbacks who drafted late, you know, played a lot better than they thought they would. Uh, Levis is a little bit opposite because he he slipped. Versus a late draft, uh, but you never know. Like he could come in at some point, you know, and and throw some good balls. And then now you got DeAndre Hopkins to throw to. Yeah, yeah. That's not that's not terrible. <laughs> that's not terrible. That's that's the thing. It's a, it's a good and Traylon Burks all of play us. well at the end of the year, right? Burks is decent, and then you got Derrick Henry. So you have to put people yeah. in the box. Yeah, what? you have to put people in the box. That's a lot of one on one for Derek, for uh, Hopkins, right? Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. People, people, uh, Will Levis. I mean, they kind of got a deal on that, and you know they're just playing with house money with Will Levis. I mean, right. if you get Hopkins, and then you got Burks, and then you know you got it. You got some weapons there. It's a, it's not a bad situation. Yeah, the thing with when you have a running back like Henry, the last thing you want to do is, you know, drop four into your secondary. That's the last thing you want to do. No. Because that, that's tough. So I think it's a good situation for both of them. I don't know that they have the quarterback to support Hopkins. Maybe he's just hoping. Um, it was a weird move. I think, I think it was a weird move for Hopkins to go there. What was his contract? I didn't even look at his contract. It wasn't that bad. It was like three years, 33 minutes, oh, something like that, I think. Yeah, right? about $10 million a year. $10 million a year. Yeah. Yeah, which is not crazy. It's good money, though. I mean, can't complain but, about but that. You kinda, but you kind of – you have to question, like, going to the Titan. Like, the Titan. Yeah. They're on like, the way down, right? I mean, I feel, like, I feel like they're on the way down. Yeah. And Jags are on the way up. If he were, if he would have went to the Jags, that would be saying something. Like, oh damn! Well, they we got, got Calvin Ridley now, though. Right, they got Ridley, and and then they still got the guys they signed last year. Joe, uh, Zay Jones. He should have gone to the Ravens. Yeah, put him with OBJ Woo. and that Bateman. Brutal. Yeah, and yeah. Andrews. Yeah. Uh, so, one more sports topic I want to talk about is so. Barkley's been a big topic of discussion and the paying the running back is a big topic of discussion right now. Yeah. 
like teams don't seem to want to pay running backs. Barkley obviously wants a big payday. The Giants don't want to sink a bunch of money into a running back. Is this justified? Like, how do you feel like these teams are looking at running backs right now? Should they look differently or are the owners in the right here? Or GMs, whatever you want to call whoever's making the decisions, right? Are they right not to pay the running backs? Depends who else they have. Well, I mean, if you look at the history, right, look at who the running backs that got have gotten paid. Ezekiel Elliott, what happened there, right? Yeah. Maybe on Bell got paid with the Jets. Well, what happened there? That one. Um, Christian McCaffrey got his contract, big contract, and then he got traded because he wasn't healthy. No. I mean, that's the problem with the running back position. And God knows, being a Raiders fan, I want Josh Jacobs on my team. But we're not, I'm not paying a running back 15, 16 million a year. Because you're going to run into that this year with him, right? No, it's a, it's a, well, it's a, he's, it's a business. He's holding thing. out. No, they pulled out. No, because him and Barkley are the same. Yeah. Yeah. And then you look at, so there's a couple other things you look at, like the all the teams, not all the teams, but a lot of the teams in the last, like, say, 10 to 15 years, the Super Bowls, they're winning with running backs that weren't paid right or running backs by committee or second team running backs or they they had the chance to sign a big running back but they didn't and they still moved on with you know second team style running backs so well i think it all started it was shanahan right i mean when they went to his zone blocking scheme and then right. with denver and he just like oh here's Terrell davis from whatever round yeah, let's just throw oh, okay. people in. It, now we're going with, I can't even remember all the names. I mean, Peyton Hillis, remember, had like a huge year. What was it? Oh, like Olandis Gary or something, right? Didn't he have a thousand yards in Denver? And so then you learn, like, there it was like, oh, we don't need a high price running back. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. issues like what the, the Chiefs won a Super Bowl last year with a seventh round running back. No. That's yeah, it's, it's kind of a a different era. Those were the you know it was a different generation and why would you pay that much for a running back anymore? It, it's kind of sad. But just like anything else, it's a business. You know, it's a business decision. They have to basically allocate the money to pretty much the positions that are absolutely needed. And we've talked about this before about drafting players. If you're drafting, if you're getting running backs, you want three. Right. You want three running backs <laughs> on your roster that can run football. So you that begs the question. Superstar, you need three. That begs the question with a, a draft pick like Bijan Robinson, right? You're, you're taking him top 10. Is it, it, are they really now saying, I'm going to take this guy to get three, maybe four years out of him, not re sign him? Like, is that, that the new drafting policy? The old, the well, only thing I'll say about Bijan is let's say it, we just, we just flip Atlanta and Dallas. 
they're two totally different teams. Atlanta's like they really have not they don't have much to lose. Yeah. You know, I can understand them doing that. But, you know, just a team like the Cowboys doing that, it's you know, that's that's a stretch for a 10 pick, you know. I wouldn't I wouldn't take that risk on that when you have the Cowboys when you have the Cowboys talent. I thought he would get picked at 20. And I, I thought I did a bunch of mock drafts. I was like, 20 Cowboys, definitely get him. But 10? No. Well, you're thinking about well, that's eight, a- right? Oh, we're talking about Bijan. Yeah, Bijan went at eight, yeah. didn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. But but top ten. I'm I'm talking Yeah, about- yeah, top ten. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like we did our top five like um draft busts right you could just do a top five draft bust on running backs back yeah. in the 80s and 90s taking them in top five and then them being busts yeah they've learned they've learned from the every team's learned from those mistakes they don't do that stuff anymore because of that is it is it a change in the game though because if you do go back like there were some running backs that really uh, dominated right and they they carried teams to a certain sense i mean look at guys like ladanian thomason you know obviously emmett smith he had some other weapons uh barry sanders like you got a lot of these guys uh even at, there's a time where even earlier or later when um what's his name went to the rams well and dickerson we're talking about marshall falk no, no, no. Newer than that. The uh Jerome the Georgia guy. No, the Georgia kid. Uh oh, just Todd recently. Gurley. Todd Gurley, right? Like he was he was looking like he was gonna be a centerpiece for that team. And he was playing like it for years. Then, oh yeah, just he, like yeah, a few he was new ball. Like it was like three years. Yeah, yeah. But what yeah, happens? So, what happens to people like that? They hurt. You get hurt, or and he so, signed a big contract, or he moves for a big contract. And so, whatever, what I think, what I think that some of these teams have gotten really wise to a certain extent. Even though last year, I just, I did, I was scratching my head about their decision making, but overall, I think they have this philosophy: is let's, if we're going to pick a first round guy, let's pick him outside the trenches, unless he's a quarterback, right? So he does not get hurt immediately, you know. And so, or, or or a lineman, or defensive right. lineman, and but also if we're talking about offensive, you know, it's like this stuff they draw up now. This Lincoln Riley offense, this baseball offense, it's not predicated around a running back, except for mm. the Giants. They did a stat on how much of Barkley's production was, and oh, it's yeah. ridiculous. And well, that's why he's holding out. He catches the ball. He's a great receiver too. He does everything. He he yeah. plays. He plays wideout. He plays quarterback. He does wildcat. He does. He does a lot of stuff. So he but, said, that's he the same that. argument Le'Veon Bell had, right? And that yeah. didn't work out for him either. Well, but everyone thinks that Barkley is that explosive of a player. Le'Veon Bell is a is a workhorse. He'll, you know, he, 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 but everyone thinks Ladeva or Barkley is so explosive, which, yeah, he has, healthy. Yeah, he had his ups and downs, especially with injuries. Yeah. Well, and then so, injured a lot. I think people forget about Bell. He was like getting like 60 catches a year, too. Yeah. 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 
No, Bell, Bell was a complete back for sure. He even said himself he never should have left Pittsburgh. Right. But they weren't going to give him the money. Right. That's so he should have. He's like, I, it, in hindsight, I should have not went for the money. Like yeah. he should have, in hindsight. Yeah, he but says, then he I also not. said, I told you so about these guys. I'm like, I was out there. And I'm like, yeah, dude. Right. <laughs> went to the Jets and sucked. Right. Uh, so I do. I mean, I think it's a changing game for the for the running back. Uh, I don't think Barkley's going to get paid. He said he would hold out the whole year. Yeah, <clears throat> he's used yeah, to not playing during the season. So yeah, why not? that's right. He's had plenty of missed games. Uh, so yeah, that that's an interesting. I think a interesting topic for the NFL uh, running backs to how the position has changed and how how they're doing it differently. Well, Dalvin Cook's still not signed. Yeah. That goes to show you right there. When like Barkley and Jacob should have seen if Dalvin Cook's not getting signed right now, they should have been like, okay, we're signing our franchise. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Right. Dalvin Cook, nobody's like, that's crazy. Right, because he's the best receiving back ever, right, Wes? <laughs> well, he's, he could have been until he got hurt all the time. So yeah, that was uh that was another topic that I've been looking into a lot and I want to get some thoughts on. Um so let's get into some top fives. I think we uh we'll go ahead and we'll start with our De- Robert De Niro top five movies, which was a real tough one. And so uh, here we go. HSC podcast top five Robert De Niro movies. Way too hard. Wes, why don't you lead us off? Number Way five. Terribly hard. This is this is not fair. There should be a topic. Uh, I'm going with the Deer Hunter at five. Deer Hunter at five. Yeah. Ensemble. It's but he's just so good at that. I mean, this. Yeah. this is this. I mean, so, the Russian roulette scene is hardcore. I watched that when I was 16 years old, and I wasn't prepared for it. I'm like, what is this movie? They're dancing around in a freaking... It's a <laughs> wedding for... A, this is kind of lame. But then he gets wasted. You're like, all right, it's kind of cool. And he starts seeing all this stuff. He's like, this is this. And I'm like, all right. And then all of a sudden they're in Vietnam, Russian roulette, and he freaking caps the guy. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's top five worthy. Not one it's of a, his best performances, but just what he had to do with the movie. It's also I mean, a best, he did best picture. It's the best picture. It's one of the only Vietnam movies that won best picture besides right. Platoon. Platoon one and that one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good one. Uh, I I like that movie. I think that's one of his better. It's it's definitely older, you know. It's, it's early Dodero for sure. Uh, my the, so at number five. There's a lot of other movies I could put number five, but I wanted to put this one in there because I wanted at least one De Niro comedy in there and so 
call it what you want. Uh, there's probably different movies I could have put in here, but I got Meet the Parents at number five. I love, I, I love the a little bit of comedy from De Niro. I think that's great. And in this particular movie, he's got such a dry humor in it that uh, you just you just want to keep watching it. And you, and uh, I think he plays a good part. You know the the florist who was really a ex CIA agent, uh, and he has one of the best lines ever. He's like, "Are you are you a pothead fucker?" And it's so funny to just see De Niro like kind of change gears there and and play that part. So there, there, there was a bunch of other movies at that top five I could have put in there, but I had to throw at least one good comedy there's in there. Way there's so many movies. It's just there's so it, it, it's ridiculous. It's not even there. So uh, this might be like one of those like, uh, you know, just giving it just to give it. My number five is also comedy, but it's the best comedy he's done. And that is 1988 classic Midnight Run. Oh, Midnight no. Run. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> De Niro, Charles Grodin, uh, directed by Martin Brest, who also directed Beverly Hills Cop. Um, yeah, that one. It's basically almost like a 48 hours in a way. Yeah. But it's where. You know, so it to me that's one of his best movies, and it's one of is the funniest. Yeah, I had Midnight Run up there too. That definitely was in the top ten easily. I love that movie. Um, there's a, there's a couple other comedies I think he was good at as well. So Midnight Run can definitely definitely be in the top five there. I don't know if we have we have Big Mike yet, but it, it looks like he tried to sign. Dude, dude, it's Mike. I, it's right there. Yeah, like, but he's, where's... he's not there. <laughs> he's not there. He's there, but he's not there. Are you there? He heard the De Niro talk. He's like, "Hey, come on." He had to get in. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll give him a minute to 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 go uh, see if he can get on. So number four. So I'll lead off here, number four. Uh, so here I got The Untouchables. De Niro playing Al Capone, which I think was a great role for him. Uh, overall, a really good movie, right? You got Costner playing Elliot Ness. You got Sean Connery playing the, the beat Irish cop, playing a little on the dark side. Uh, I love the story behind it, and I think De Niro did a great job at Capone and so this is one of my uh, favorite roles he played you know I think he did a good job here so I got Untouchables at four I got a movie that is almost four hours long mm. 1984 classic Once Upon a Time in America in America yeah good cast too Yes, and it, yeah, and it's a four-hour-long movie that doesn't feel like a four-hour-long movie. And that's yeah. why I like it. And you know, De Niro, James Woods, one of his earlier movies. Yeah, yeah I like it. I could easily have that in top five. 
Wes, what do you got it for? I got the Godfather Part Two. Just because that, that's an interesting one. He, uh, he. I mean, yeah, he's, he's. Of course, it's not Al Pacino's role, right? But he did nail a young, you right. know, you know Corleone. I mean, he just, he just, he nailed it. And wasn't he nominated nominated for an Oscar for it? He was nominated. He didn't win, but he was nominated. Oh, wait a minute. He did. He was. Was he best supporting actor? Yeah, I thought so. If he was or, best supporting actor, he won. Yes, he won. I thought. Okay, so um, Al Pacino was nominated for best actor. Did not win. Right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. De Niro won for best. It's kind of weird because how they. Because Marlon Brando in the first one and uh, Al Pacino were both best actors. But I, I think in that one, uh, De Niro is a best supporting actor. He probably won. Yeah, and, and it wasn't like, it was a great Long. part of the movie. He did win, right? It was, it was yeah. a great part of the movie. It's like that kind of flashback type role to Corleone, which was awesome. Also in that Man. movie, yeah, three of the best actors supporting role were from that movie. Yeah. Yeah, because it was really, I mean, it was, obviously it's packed full, one of the best movies ever. So, so <laughs> James Bond I mean, should have had one just for, just for oh, the <laughs> Obviously, a lot of people will argue that to be the best movie ever. You see that in a lot of... Uh, oh. In, in a lot of top top twenties. Well, what's funny is when you think it, it was Hyman Roth, and then um, um, Frankie Pentagagelli were the ones that were the supporting actors that got it nominations. Right. All right, number three, we've got Derek leading us off. Yep, I'm going with probably Wes's number one. I'm going three, 1976, Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver is just a great movie. He got nominated and for that one too, right? All great, pretty much. It's a great family cat classic. It's about life. Yeah. But he was nominated in that one too, right? I don't know, Wes, was he... He was, he was nominated. He was yeah. nominated. I mean, he didn't win, but he was nominated. Yeah, he was nominated. Right. Uh, it is a great movie. And you gotta love the haircut. Good. It's it's the ultimate vigilante movie. Yeah. Like, anybody just wants to freak out, watch that movie first before you do it. <laughs> and then is this what you really want to do it's probably yeah. no but at least they portrayed it on film yeah tax driver is good <laughs> what, what do you got at uh, what do you got at three Wes Ooh, it gets hard here this is very very hard here I go with heat I gotta go with heat he was money and heat. So I mean, good. 
nailed it. I mean, talk about one of the biggest snubs in Academy Award history is he. That movie was so legit. And honestly, Pacino did the best out of them all. But still, De Niro just, I mean, just nailed he, it. He, he was cold. He was cold yeah, in that role. Yeah. Until the end. And he went against his. All right. That's what that's I love why it. You, you, you I, love never... it. <laughs> I love it when he went after Charlie Theron's like the, the girl she, the you know the dude that she was banging and he's like yeah. <laughs> <coughs> she got a great ass. funny. <laughs> you got your head all the way up in it. <laughs> he's like, you'll give him one more chance. Oh he's yeah. Like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And then he goes, <laughs> no no. It was a just for that. Shut up line, he should have gotten on. Just it was the best shut up ever. Yeah, that's that's hard to beat. Um, at my number three, I got good fellas. What a cast, what a movie. I mean, to, to you couldn't put anybody better in all of those roles than everybody who played those, right? Um, I the movie itself did lack for me a little bit of plot per se you know i mean because obviously it's just gangster movie but uh i think the the way the guys played the role really like defined the movie and i i loved all of them in in that well movie. based on a true story job. too yeah Dude, it's not just that it, it, it's like i remember watching the movie at 14 yeah we watched it at home and i was like are you effing kidding me don't do it. Yeah. The whole, I mean, you're just like, don't. And then you see the helicopters and you're like, no, that's a bad sign, dude. Don't do it. I, I guess the positive part is, is it wasn't Hollywooded up as much as they could have done it, right? They just kind of. Scorsese. He just played the story, you know. How does so, Scorsese not win for that? Right. <laughs> and it's great. I it's, like the departed, don't keep wrong. But come on, <laughs> good fellas. All right, Wes. Everybody should watch it. If I know a lot of people, oh, are like, yeah. oh, yeah, scratch it. If you haven't watched Goodfellas, yeah, you on. need to watch it. What do you got it to, Wes? Raging Bull. Oh, yeah, of course you do. Dude, talk about a movie. Now, this is a movie you guys all should watch. But it's a very hard movie to watch because, man, I mean, boom. He's just so good in it. I mean, just from the beginning to end, you know, the fighter, you know, like when he starts getting mad about, he gets all pissed off, like at his brother, but, you know, I could be, I could be, you know, heavyweights. And he's like, dude, you're not a heavyweight. <laughs> I mean, just the arrogance to the end where he just, he loses everything. I mean, just can't really beat that performance. You know, just the range. Yeah. And, and we've talked about boxing greatest movies. Of course, Raging Bull's up there. Yeah, and that's that's such a, a good movie for him. So 
I got a little different movie here too, and this might be a little personal preference, but uh, I have Cape Fear here. Oh, and I just—it's it, not like the the you know the mo- part you'd really want to watch him play because it's such a bad person, but he does it so well, and he makes the movie. It's it gives a little bit, you know, it gives the drama, it gives it a little bit scary, you know, it's got everything into it. But the way he encapsulates that role, it really like scares me to the fact that like he might be that guy. It's not an easy movie to watch. Yeah, it's not. It's not. uh, At first, you're like, it's kind of funny at first, and then (laughs) you get on the boat, and it's like, no, this dude is psycho. I, and uh, so I always liked the movie. I thought uh, Nick Nolte does a good job of, of uh, you know, playing that Patsy almost role. But I think De Niro just kills it and puts in parts where he's on there. He's sitting on the the yeah. the wall. Come out, come out wherever you are. I mean, it's just now like you're, you're, it's it's just he does so so good in that role. So. I had to put Cape Fear in there, and that's kind of like a personal preference. I think there's better movies. He probably, as far as the overall movie, but I don't think you encapsulate a role much better than he did in that movie. Uh, Derek, what do you got at two? Uh, my number two's already been said. It's Goodfellas. Yeah. Yeah, just, just great movie. But it's hard because it's more though it's Ray Liotta's movie, but yeah, he does it, 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 it really it, it talk about a dude that just nails the role. I mean I, I almost could have moved Goodfellas out just because of the other actors in the movie, but Joe it's Pesci. such a such a good movie that it's hard mm-hmm. not to put in the top five, mm-hmm. right? I and mean, that's why I had it at three for the same reason. Joe Pesci doesn't make the movie. Yeah. Well, Ray Liotta too, though. I mean, he does, both, they both of them. Yeah. yeah. And De Niro's yeah. just him. There is De Niro. Just, that's what you expect from De Niro. Right. But, at the, but the best part at the at Goodfellas when he's like, when she's like, oh, the package is over here. He's like, over there, over there. And you're even scared. Like, are they going <laughs> to whack her too? And he's like, over there. Remember that, Derek? <laughs> no. I yeah. Don't. Uh, so let's get in number one here. We're at number one, right? Everybody gave their two. So I'm, I'm leaning off number one. It, it, it's already been said, uh, but I'm going to reiterate it because I don't think it was rated high enough. And this is where I come in with heat. Because when you look at Pacino and De Niro playing opposite each other, the way they play off each other, the, the, their interactions – uh, just the way from start to be from finish, the way De Niro takes control of the movie, of the actors, of the role, of everything, dude. I, I don't, I've never seen him as commanding in a movie as he was in Heat. And then you're going to add all these extra characters, all these extra roles, like Val Kilmer's role is, is amazing in that. And then uh, Al Pacino, obviously, his role is great, but the storyline's good the action is amazing like the, that movie from top to bottom for me i'll never get tired of watching heat so that's easily my number one 
Well, Big Mike's going to be happy. My number one is also Heat. Yeah, yeah. Big Mike's getting in the comments now. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Heat is one of the best movies, I believe, of all time. So, yeah. for me, yeah, the whole, like, De Niro is just so cold and calculated. And the whole time he's cold and calculated. And then at the end, he's like, I want revenge. Right. Yeah, he just shows you that everybody can lose it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the storyline is so good, though, right? I mean, I love the idea, the premise behind it, you know, uh, the way they do the actual jobs, the, you know, the different robberies is amazing. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely uh, see that there. All right, Wes. What do you got? One. Taxi driver. Taxi driver. Oh, so good. Great. American classic. I wish the brain could just wash it all away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talk about us. I mean, it would never be required viewing in school, but it should be. I mean, Seems like the theme nowadays, anyway. It's like, but just the range. I mean, you just see him breaking up the whole movie. You know, it's like, and when he takes her to the dirty movie, I mean, you're just like, <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Why would you? Right. And, and Civil Shepherd, oh my goodness. Like, I didn't yeah. remember how, like, dude, she's like a 12. She's not a, she's, not <laughs> she's a, like a 12. She's like a 12. She's a 12. I think about that though. It's like, why would you take me to a dirty room? <laughs> why would she go out with a taxi? Right. Oh, yeah, dude, that would never happen nowadays. <laughs> you know, that's like, you know. Well, what would it be called? It would be called Uber driver. Yeah, it's an Uber yeah, driver it's... now. <laughs> oh, that's Name of the good. movie, Uber Eats. <laughs> That's that's the new taxi driver for 2024. <laughs> I'm tired of everyone ordering McDonald's. <laughs> oh man, that's a so good good top five there. Uh, De Niro was tough. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I had like about a list of 20, and it was it was hard to remove a lot of different. No matter what order you put them in, that's yeah. Well, it was also hard because there. I was looking at a couple different movies where there were similar <laughs> types of movies. So even though I thought they were both equally as good, I I tried to not, you know, I tried to remove some of where he played a similar role. So well, it wasn't I wanted, always like, I knew I knew Wes would do Raging. I knew like Raging Bull would be in right. there, so I didn't put that in. And yeah, Raging Bull was a tough one for me to take <laughs> off, but I was like. I was like, I know Wes is putting Raging Bull in there. <laughs> uh, but I, I couldn't drop off the... Mean Streets, too. Yeah, mean Streets so, a great movie. So I had Mean Streets at six. That's the one I swapped Meet the Parents for because I didn't. I wanted to have a comedy. But realistically, I would have Mean Streets in right. the top five. Yeah. So that that, again, that was like trying to get a more lighter movie from him you know and, and throw throw in his new comedy uh but mean streets i think is is definitely one of his best 
All right, good stuff. Let's jump into the next topic here, which equally is hard, especially if you're a gamer. We're getting into top five video games. And we didn't really specify, you know, console or anything like that, right? It could be PC, it could be console, it could be whatever. But as you start breaking this topic down, even if you're not a huge gamer now, like you played games when you were younger, most people did, and then those games pop up, you know, and it just, there's just so many. I had more video games on my list than I had Denaro movies from my breakdown, you know? Well, I, I just did console yeah because there's so many just computer games i could have done or right right and even console like you can go forever too right, right. like it doesn't matter like you're just gonna go oh yeah so mine are all old <laughs> i mean you can specify anything you want mike <laughs> This is why it's a good topic, Mike, because we can be so wide of a range, so we don't have the same answers. Yeah, this is going to be, I think, well, there might be a good mix, but I think we might have some of the same. Uh, So, you know, let's jump in here. Let's get, this is our, our HSC podcast, top five video games. All right, Mikey jumping in. Where's my cat? <laughs> I see him right there. Well, I must. I'll, I'll start with Derek. I'll let you go first. My first. I'm starting off with a big banger here. A 1988 classic video game, Super Mario Three. One where you can. Uh, he gets his little. Uh, raccoon tail thing and he starts oh big mike you don't know come on get on here and talk um that's the one you know the original is great but the third one is where you could go and you can transfer portals and you can make go to secret worlds and so for me that was the best of the mario brothers movie or games i mean and obviously you know Mario's classic, right? It, it's timeless. So many different games. It's very, it's very classic. So yeah, I get that. You got to put that one in there. All right, Wes, what do you got at five? Uh, NHL ninety four. <laughs> NHL, I love it. What so <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's head can bleed? Yeah. <laughs> That's why. That's like that is that is the reason right there. I remember playing that freaking Sega Genesis. We rent we just rented it. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like all we do the whole time is just jack people. I mean, it's just so much fun. Right. And and you know, hockey games had a good I think gameplay in the hockey games. I did always like the hockey games gameplay because you got a lot of passing. You know, um, it's it's a lot like soccer on ice as far as you know. You got to move the ball around a lot. 
Blades of Steel. Blades of Steel, Ice Hockey. Like those were all good. Mario Uh, Lemieux. The 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 NHL games, I agree, were pretty solid. So Mike, you have to throw yours in the chat. If you're not gonna, if you're not joining. PC for the PC Total War. Total War. I don't know that I ever played Total War. Yeah, Big Mike, you need to get on here so you can explain it. I played a lot of PC games. Um, but that's that's not one of them. So that's something we'll have to we'll have to look into. Our listeners tell us what you think of Total War. Give us the review, Derek. A turn-based strategy game, real-life time and control <laughs> battles. It's kind of almost looks like, but just in a war part, um, kind of almost like civilization, but right with um, different timelines. Yeah. Or what was that? Ages of Empires. That, similar to that. Well, this says turn-based strategy, real-time tactics. No, I guess like Age of Empires, Mike says. Yeah, I did like Age of Empires. I played that. That was a fun game. Well, that's a new one for me. So Mike throwing in good. That's that's why we got the diversity of uh, different games consoles, right? You got to have PC, you got to have all the different game consoles. Uh, my my number five is a console game, and is the single best race car racing game. And, and this is Gran Turismo, because yeah. look at Gran Turismo, you could build your cars like you could t- tune them the way you wanted. You won better cars as you went. Uh, you could play in long races, like if you wanted to make them a hundred laps, you know, or you could shorten them. Uh, the gameplay was tailored to yourself, but the graphics for its time and the different views that you could get while you're racing really made that feel like a real great racing game i still have the soundtrack going that can go through my head when thinking of playing (laughs) Gran Turismo. right well because you had to listen to it for hours yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was just such a long but uh i also loved like you had to earn the licenses and things like that you know there was a lot that went into that game i think it was a well thought out racing game and it was probably uh for me the best racing game they made so I I throw that in a five. Got the the thumbs up and the agree from Big Mike. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into number four, Wes. What do you got at four? I got NCAA college basketball on the Sega, like in 1990. <laughs> nice. The only reason why is because you called your play. They actually ran plays. Right. And the players would run it. Like there's like 60 plays that you can run. I mean, this is bad. This is a football. This is basketball. And nowadays, I wish everybody could watch this just like 
you can actually run plays like this. Like, but you can, you can implement stuff. it back like, in, it's almost, in it's almost college. Like, it's almost <laughs> like I'm running Yale's offense. Like, I'd be right. playing. Like, it was fun. But in the 90s, they ran lots of plays, you know. It was a very team-oriented basketball game. You know, it's so, LeBron, so we're just such a high basketball. <laughs> you probably they, never played this. They encapsulated um, what basketball was back then. Number four, Mike, throw throw a number four in there for us. Oh, Fallout! Oh, Fallout! That is a good game. I did. I did love Fallout. Uh, this is uh, obviously it's like a uh, if you never played it, it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic or it, it's these radiation sickness things like that. Um, it also falls into Counter Strike as the game later or before Counter Strike was like similar um, type of game, but yeah, that, Fallout was a fun game. Uh, came after Counter-Strike, but the same type of idea of that, you know, apocalyptic Fallout type game. That's fun. Love the Fallout. Uh, But they also had a little better storyline in Fallout because it came a little later and you're able to like play more of a, uh, you know, not solve puzzles. I want to say that, but you know, you, you almost not missions, but like figuring things out. Like you had to really think in the game. Uh, so I like that. That's a good one. So at number four for me, that I put a first-person shooter here, and I really wanted to go Call of Duty, but I didn't because I'm old school. And if you talk about the best first-person shooter ever made, it's got to be Doom. There's nothing better than Doom. It's old, but, you know, they it stayed classic. They made it multiplayer after it's been out for a while. But you're going around first-person shooter. You're killing it. Um, I did have GoldenEye. I'll give a shout to GoldenEye. That was very close to the top. Uh, I... I I took that off because GoldenEye was all first-person shooter, but Doom, when it first came out and as it evolved, it had a great actual storyline where, you know, you actually played the game and then they made it into a multiplayer shooter. And so it evolved a lot, but it's also like you're going around, you're shooting monsters, you get a lot of type of different guns. So I had to put Doom in there. What about Wolfenstein 3D? Yeah, that's old school. Wolfenstein is old school. That was the precursor to Doom. I loved Wolfenstein too. Not uh, was it Nazi werewolves, yeah. zombies, werewolves, <laughs> or something in that one? Yes. Oh yeah, they had all kinds of like radiation stuff, and so that was my first person shooter. Uh, my number four. So I'm going still old school Nintendo for me. Mine is also number three again. It's Mega Man 3. Nice. That's your number four, right? Yes. Mega Man. I I kind of, for me, I, I 
plunk those into one like the Mega Man series. I think Mega Man 3 was definitely the better of them all. But you got, you know, a whole series. Right. And you had to pick the right bosses. Right. To go against first. And so there was a real order to it. And Bib Mike, maybe you just don't really know is back then those games were super hard too. <laughs> and you couldn't, you know, you died right away. So uh, it took so many times restarting, restarting, restarting. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was no was- like. 100 lives it was it was, t- it was tougher back then uh but i do i do love the mega man all right number three well we'll let big mike lead us off at number three in the chat what do you got what do you got at number three see how, how fast the type oh grand theft auto yeah yeah that that was that was right there could have easily been in my top five the grand theft auto i think for me it was one of the first full like uh control games like where you had full control of your world there were things you couldn't do but you could you could move around to a lot of different places you felt like you were interactive with almost everything yeah, sandbox. That's that's the best way to describe it. It did feel like that sandbox type game uh, for a single player. When they went into like a better, more uh, intense graphics, it had a storyline. So I always loved, I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto, and it was hard for me to take it off my top five list. That was a tough one. Big so, Mike, which is the best Grand Theft Auto? Which oh man, that's a tough one. I mean, while he's typing, because it, t- it takes him a while to type. Mine uh, for me, it was San Andreas. Yeah, for him too. <laughs> uh, I think San Andreas uh, gave you the most storyline with like do what you want to do, um, and it's also started implementing a lot of the cooler vehicles. Uh, you could even go steal the the uh, uh, Apache. Yeah. <laughs> you could get the tank. Yeah, the tank. I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff in, in San Andreas. But then you could like go and like work out with your character. You know, you could like beef him up if you wanted him thin. You'd run a lot and he'd lose weight. Or if you went and lifted a bunch of weights, he'd get ripped. So there was a lot of player interaction always, in that uh, game. Because that was one of Joe's favorite games, and you know he'd have it, and then I'd play it once in a while, but I'd never get very far before I just went on a rampage and saw how far right. I could get before the cops got right. me. Right, you're trying to get to like four or five stars, and yeah, I'll tell you that just to give you a quick story on this. When we played San Andreas, we used to play this game where you'd have to get to uh, four stars. And that's when the FBI would come after you. And the the game was how many FBI agents could you kill by beating them with a nightstick? That's all you could use. You couldn't use a gun. And you had to beat them with a nightstick. And the, the problem was is they would come in, in like this suburban type vehicle with four of them at a time. 
And if you tried to like beat one with a nightstick, the other three are shooting you. So you had to like trap them to where like only one could jump out of the car and you like trap them up against the wall. And then you're like trying to get to like seven, eight FBI agents beating them with a nightstick. It was funny. Like you, you probably uh, smoke a lot of weed when you're doing that. So that was Mike's number three. So my number three, classic, and this is my only sports game on here, and you guys know what it is. It's got to be Madden. And, and again, I'm not going to try to specify which Madden's best because you got 25 years of Madden or more. Just not the but, last five. Right. It, it, it's not as good, I guess, I guess recently, but you know, Madden was such a great game from the beginning and I've played Madden so many years, but it's also, it's football. We, I love football. They develop into a great game. They do a good job. They've always done a pretty good job of like making sure the, the ratings are fairly accurate and the plays are good and things like that. And I just, I think it's the best sports game that I, I've played. So I got to throw a sports game in there. And, and Mike agrees. Love some Madden. What do you got at three, Derek? I got a football game too, but it's not Madden. <laughs> Tecmo uh -oh. Super Bowl. Wow, yeah. And I'm not talking the original. I'm talking the, the one that um, came yeah. out in the Super NES that had the seasons. Yep. And, and where that players. that's the first one where you like gained attributes on your characters and you can make mm -hmm. them better. And it was yeah. in franchise mode, and you could yep. Yeah, first franchise one. mode, first like developing your characters. Um, I love that one. That was a fun one. The first tech mobile, obviously, when it came out, was awesome, right? Because yeah. it had the classic players, but when they added the ability to uh franchise and develop and things mm -hmm. like that that was kind of the beginning of that type of mode right it was more yeah. than just an arcade type game it was actual right, right. although the first uh, one you can't go against you know bo jackson or, right. the Bears <laughs> or walter, I mean, walter payton <laughs> yeah uh what about blitz blitz was fun that was uh that was an arcade style game played some blitz was it, it wasn't no Tecmo Bowl, but it was worth some quarters at the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Wes, what do you got at three? I got uh, NBA Jam. Oh, I love the NBA Jam. Just so dumb. Like, just, just playing, like, on fire. Larry Johnson He's and Delphine. No, Larry, Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning. Remember that duo? Yeah. That was brutal. But at the arcade, though, that's the one thing about, uh, for me, for NBA Jam, when you got the arcade, you were playing four people, two on two in the arcade. It didn't get much better than that. Especially like the nickel arcade, because you're just throwing in nickels. Mm -hmm. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about the old NBA Jam is like you could steal the inbounds pass so easily. 
And then dunk it. And then yeah, he, he, he's still at Duncan. You get on fire. <laughs> uh, I, I love the NBA Jam, though. That's so, such a fun game. Do you remember the old arch rivals? Oh, yeah. And you punch him? He punched him or he danced him? <laughs> I mean, you can go back as far as double dribble when you're talking about basketball games. Yeah. That's old I thought school. you were talking about your NCAA basketball team where we would just shoot. Oh, dude. NCAA basketball and the Super Nintendo. That was un- that was fun. That was real fun, but kind of unfair. He, he's shot two three-pointers and is one of two, so we give him 50% average. <laughs> yeah, so he can hit half quarters, no problem. All right, here we go to number two. So I'll lead off here. Uh, I don't have a specific one, so I'm putting this in as a as a the whole, even though I do believe Super Mario One is one of the greatest games ever made. I got Super Mario here. And it maybe it's nostalgic, but <laughs> Super Mario over time, it, it's just it's so good. And it was kind of like an iconic game as far as it was just so different than the stuff that was out at that time. I was used to playing Atari stuff and television stuff. And now they come out with this 8-bit Nintendo <laughs> system. And it was like the coolest thing on the planet. And then like, here, here's the thing. Have you ever been downtown? They have this... Uh, arcade place where it's uh i don't remember what it's called off the top of my head uh now the wind must have shifted i know but, i know what you're talking about jay used to go there all the time yeah so, so oh, what's wow. funny is you go down there and they have all these arcade games but then they have a super nintendo or a regular nintendo at the bar and if you can beat super mario brothers without dying they give you a free drink and so you're talking about this game's been out for, you know, 40 years. And yet you go down there, uh, ground control. That's what it's called. Yeah. And uh, and they just got a Nintendo sitting on the bar. And they're like, if you beat the Mario in, in one life without dying, you get a free drink, you know. And so people go up to the bar. They try to beat Mario in one life. And so that's just so cool to me. But also it's very iconic. The whole series is iconic. Uh, I love Super Mario Bros. 2, Super Mario Bros. 3. I think they're all great. And so that's that's for me. I got to put that there at number two. What do you got, Eric? Number two. Um, I'm going the last NCAA football game, NCAA 14. <coughs> So good with recruiting and yeah, the, and the the plays that they had involved in that game, it was just different. You know, it felt like you're really playing college football, option plays, things like that. Right, and it was just like you know, and it's funny is I really didn't care about the players because you did your yeah. own thing and you did recruiting and you did all your other stuff. So it was. For me, that was probably I would play like if I had to choose between NCAA or Madden, I'd take NCAA over Madden every time. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate they didn't they didn't continue 
you know, to make the game. Because <laughs> imagine what NCAA football would look like today if they kept well, we'll doing it like year. they did Madden. Yeah, I think you still miss out. I think you miss out on 10 years of development. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think they could have uh, taken advantage of that. All right, Wes, what do you got at two? I got Miss Pac-Man. Oh, I love Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man. It's all the same. I just used to play that. Yeah. All the time at where the where my grandmother worked. I just sat there and played and mastered it. I think I cracked Miss Pac-Man. That's fun. Good <laughs> clean funny. Yeah, the cool thing about Pac-Man is it's it's not complicated in the sense of like you, there's not a lot to do as far as strategy in in like you know how to play the game. Like here's the game, here's how you got to do it, and <laughs> all you have to do is not mess up on the joystick. Right. You know, and so if you're super consistent on the joystick, like you keep going. The minute you mess up, whoa, 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 whoa. They get you. <laughs> so you got you got to love the Pac-Man there. I don't know if uh, Big Mike's still with us. You got a number two? Hold on. Let's see if he gives us a number two there. Nope, there we go. Witcher. Oh, The Witcher. Oh, man. So this is one of Holly's favorite games, which is crazy because Holly's not a big game player. But she loves The Witcher. Um, it, it's one of those uh, RPG games, uh, storyline. You got to like, you, you have to complete missions, right? And you have to do things right. And But there's also fighting in it. <laughs> it's a very good storyline also which i think makes it a great game it's almost like watching a movie half the time you know so for me i have trouble with that because i don't like cut scenes as much as some people do but the cut scenes are great uh the storyline's great everything's about it's fun the fight i love the fight scenes and they're um they have a really good uh control of the player that you don't get in a lot of games of where you can swing and how you can move which i think made that game really good and different than a lot of games so witcher was definitely fun um i think witcher 3 was the best all right here we go jumping into number one what do you got Derek? My number one is the video game that almost made video games illegal. And that is Mortal Kombat. <laughs> nice. And it's it's good at home. It's good in the arcade. Like it's good everywhere, right? Yep. It was. I just watched a documentary on it. And Mortal Kombat almost bankrupted Nintendo because Sega went with all the blood and gore and Nintendo did not. Right. And so they lost tons of sales because of that. 
Yeah, and it's so cool when you talk about like <laughs> it, it's it's not Street Fighter in the sense of you know Street Fighter is a similar game, but Mortal Kombat adds that extra you know at the end. So when when you're when you're finishing people off, it is they added in those finishing moves. I think the characters were cooler in Mortal Kombat than um, a game like that or a game like Street Fighter or Tekken's or the other ones they had. Uh, and yeah, it's it's definitely one of the most iconic games ever made. You had to re- figure out what the finishing moves were and then make yep. sure you wrote them down so you could see if we could do them again uh it's so hard to play that game too you know that that's the hard thing with those type of games it's like you got to know these sequences of the buttons mm-hmm. and so that, that made those what games it was. like the eighties, early 90s all those games it was like you had to know sequences and buttons and oh you got to right. crouch at this point and then right yeah, I could easily uh, easily put Mortal Kombat up there. All right, Wes, what do you got at one? I got Madden 05. Just because it's pretty much the last Madden game I really played. So. And it's Madden. It's freaking Madden. I mean, of course, I will play this year. I'm gonna start playing again, but I retired after 05, so it's just like <laughs> figure there's nothing else for me to prove, you know. But I mean, freaking always doing Michael Vick and it's football, right? <laughs> Number one, so you get to play football on a video game, call your own plays. That's what makes Ben great. My favorite part about Madden or any, well, especially those type Wes, of games, especially I really Madden. thought you were going to do Moon, Moonwalker. <laughs> I almost thought about it, put it in the top five, but it's old, too weird. Yeah, don't let me get old school on some games with you. <laughs> I played a lot of them. Uh, I, I love Madden that you can play defense, too. So I love that part of Madden. It's not just like an arcade style, like you could still. No, I people. just I just play both teams and I win every time. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> uh, Derek has the, the the best Madden story when he uh, unplugged the game when we were playing. <laughs> I kept doing an onside kick with <laughs> Buffalo. And they just kept getting it. <laughs> well, that's because that would be the time where you would try to figure out all the cheats. That's <laughs> right. where we figured out the half-court shots. And then right. it was like, oh, you would take this one team, you could do... I forgot to tell you the one story, Wes, right, of the NCAA football. Wait a minute, back up, that was a cheat? They, they had cheats back then. Oh, gosh, <laughs> yeah. How did you figure that out, Steve? Well, it, you, there was no, <laughs> there was actually no onside kicks. Like what you had to do was let the kick go to power and let it come all the way back to no oh. power, and then they would like squib it for like ten oh, yards. Yeah. But 
Buffalo's offensive line was so good, they would just run down and get the yeah. ball on kickoff. <laughs> I and we, I figured it out uh, before. Then then Derek came over to play, and so I was doing it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Wow. All right, Big Mike, number one, what do you got? <laughs> Let's hear it. You already said GTA. You can't say GTA again. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you know. It's GTA number three five. and number <laughs> there one. There needs to be a number. <laughs> I like it so much. San Andreas? I like, it, I like it so much it's number one. Oh, Skyrim, oh, yes. Go. Yeah, I can easily put Skyrim up there. Um, the Skyrim did a great job of that, that RPG game. But integrating it was one of the first games that integrated being able to do more than just the storyline where you could go out and like you could, uh, you know, make armor, make potions, play off the storyline, do other things, do whatever you wanted to do. Uh, and I played a lot of Skyrim. I think that's a great game. I now, I, you can actually now play Skyrim on the, uh, the VR. Oh. which is crazy so you put the vr on that's great and you're like in this world dude it's nuts if you walk to like a cliff you feel like you're gonna fall off yeah it, it's it's pretty crazy to, to play that type of game in a vr skyrim's definitely was in close to my top five for sure uh, but i'll finish up with the number one game of all time and I don't know that you guys played it, but it's a PC game. It's one of the first, you know, uh, multiplayer online games, MMOs, RPGs. This is EverQuest. And here's a game where they had half a million people playing this game, you know, simultaneously on 10 different servers. So at any given time, you were playing with 50,000 people and it had everything. It was like, it was an old style, you know, whatever you want to call it, Dungeon Dragons type, where you, you pick your character, you pick your class, but it had economy, it had inflation, it had like money in it. Like, it was like real life on a video game. <laughs> and then and on top of it, you couldn't like do anything without people with you. So like you couldn't play the game on your own it like forced you to like play with other players that were real people. And uh, so it, it was a, it was a great game because that should be required playing in school. Yeah. Because it, it teaches you how to like work together. You know, it, it was <laughs> crazy. Is uh, that so, the game that started the quest of Stefan being Tron? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that what happened? Oh, that we would we played for hours and hours, and there were definitely times where, like, <laughs> you didn't you didn't leave the computer, and you're like, wait, it's the next day, because <laughs> it, it, it's so. Stephen? 
It's Wait a so minute. Real it's life, Steph is still alive. <laughs> it's it's so Where's real life, tea? dude. Where's the iced tea, Joe? You get you get so involved in it because everything it's real time too. It's not like a game that you can like like time didn't exist. Like time was the same as real time. So if it was an hour in real life, it was an hour in the game. And so yeah, you couldn't do things like that. And it, it was pretty. It was, it was such a fun game. It was time consuming. Um, but it was a thinking game. It was a strategy game. It was a multiplayer play together game. And it was never ending because it was just always you kept leveling up. You kept trying to do different things, you know, get your house, get your money, get everything you get in real life in the game. Uh, it was fun. A lot of different top games there. So that was interesting. Uh, I knew this would be hard for Wes. And I Wes was like, I did, all I the did, last games he played. I just create games. I, I got a couple I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, there's so so many good games, though, that you have to leave off the list. And if I don't mention Zelda, Holly will get mad. Because I, I took Zelda off the list. But Zelda is <laughs> one of those iconic old games, right? Uh, Zelda was great. You know, when you first jumped on the Nintendo... Playing that, I had Zelda on my list. Yeah, um, Might and Magic Six. Oh yeah, Might and Magic was fun. Yeah, Ages of Empires, like I mentioned before, but uh, there's other games like you know even newer games these days. Like if you ask any kid these days, they're gonna say Minecraft, you know. And I play it. I play Minecraft a lot, and it's not like. It's almost like you're going back in the past and playing this old retro game, but then adding in like all these like different new style features and, and thinking features. So uh, I did notice there's definitely not a lot of new games that I had on my list comparatively. Like everything was like post, I'd say 2005, you know, or pre 2005. That's when we had the most time to play games. Right. That's true. Because I'm surprised no one said Tetris. Tetris. So Tetris is the greatest game of all time. Let's just get that clear. But it's not for everybody is the problem. Like I, I played so much Tetris. I used to play it in my sleep. Meaning that while I was dreaming, like Tetris blocks were dropping and I was moving around in my dreams. <laughs> That's how much Tetris I played. Yeah, yeah that was crazy. <laughs> and Tetris, you got like a Tetris championship now. Yeah. Like now they, they have like a, a championship. Speaking of games... Mm -hmm. How can you now go to college on a gaming scholarship? They literally have scholarships now for gamers. So kid, kids can play so many games, play so much games that they now go to college on a gaming scholarship. Well, not even that. People pay money to watch other people play games now. Oh, yeah. I, I, have, a, I have a Twitch that I turn on when I play just because people just follow me. 
Like people just like to watch me play games, especially Minecraft. They love it. I have a Minecraft YouTube channel that gets more views than we get. <laughs> so figure that one out. Yeah. This is how you build this. That's right. why, because people like want to know how to do stuff. Right. Yeah. But we're giving quality things here because we're making everyone's lives better by telling them what awesome movies to watch. Totally. I think yeah. everybody should watch Taxi Driver because it's a family movie. <laughs> <laughs> like Brady Ball. <laughs> All right, Big Mike's out. Well, at least we got him in chat. He is Big Mike showed up. I know, he, it's he's crazy. Still there, but he's not there. <laughs> he, he wasn't on the wasn't on the camera because he wasn't at home. He's on the road. No. Uh, but yeah, we were chatting earlier, and he wanted to give some video game feedback. He had some feedback right. from uh, De Niro's, even though he didn't want to get on there. He had Heat at number one also. Well, I mean, who doesn't love Heat? Come on. It I'm surprised get... I know we didn't talk about Casino. Well, I, um, I almost put it up there. Yeah, so I swapped but, Casino for Goodfellas. That's the thing. It's basically the same. Right. Oh, Sharon Stone so does oh, that. God. Oh, God. Just talk about talk about picking the wrong woman. Jeez. I also think De Niro plays a little better part in Casino. I think he yeah. does a better job. Where I think Goodfellas, there's there's more uh, quality acting overall. Where I think De Niro does a really good job in Casino. I was a super big fan of uh, all the actors in Casino. No, it was Joe Pesci. Yeah, I mean it was, but I didn't. I didn't like Third Joe Pesci But there, there's so many De Niro films. That well, was a hard one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was tough. All right, well, we'll wrap it up here. HSC Podcast seventy one. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and like uh, if you're watching on Apple Podcasts, Anchor. Uh, Spotify, get another poll out for you. Uh, kind of like doing the polls. Uh, so we'll see if the, we get a poll one for next next episode from last week's. Uh, any final thoughts, parting thoughts? You know, we got you guys got lots of good movies for homework to do. So get out yeah. there and start watching movies. Well, so uh, Brooklyn. Was Brooklyn's recommendation was the top five video games. So we got another oh, week nice. recommendation. So uh, we're getting more and more recommendations. <laughs> Hopefully people give us more to, to talk about. However, we are coming up on football season. And uh, you guys There's will get a lot, lot to talk about. A lot of football coming at you. See, <laughs> so my son want, want us to talk about Legos and Star Wars. And that's about it. <laughs> Hey, we could do a Star Wars. That's, that's a good idea. We, we might have to do some stuff, some type of Star Wars topic. I like that. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.